Oh shit, are you serious? <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Tay Tay's back. <laughs> what is up, you guys? I'm back for a solo dolo mother effing episode. And I'm here because you already heard the news. We are moving. And I know this is like such a typical American suburban thing to be like, we're moving. Yay. But when I tell you this is dreams coming true types of moving for me, for me, this is this is life changing, planning this in my mind, envisioning this moment kind of move. And I've been having all week like these twilight moments, you know, where those moments where you are just like, holy shit, I can't believe my life is really what my life is. And I keep having these moments where I'm just like, I envision my life even two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. I envisioned my life during my divorce and how I thought it was the end of the world. And now I am so blown away at how beautiful and cool my life is. And I'm not saying that to sound braggy because I don't think there's anything wrong with loving your life, with absolutely loving your life. Is my life perfect? No. Am I perfect? No. My relationships are not perfect. My kids are not perfect. I have stresses. I have anxiety. We all have our problems. But my life, I would not have it any other way. My daughter asked me the other day, my bonus daughter, she's about to be nine this summer and she's nine going on 19. And she always asks these inquisitive questions like, if there's one thing you could change about your life, what would it be? And I'm like, honestly, I can't say there's anything I would change because everything in my life right now is serving a purpose. Even the hard stuff, even the stuff that I know I have to work on, it's refining me and it's the coolest thing. And so just as a little backstory, we've been in our current rental home for three years. We're not ready to buy. We're not even really committed to buying. I honestly love renting. I owned a home with my ex-husband and I love renting because as a family of four with a dog, it's so nice not being responsible for the house. Like I we have to take care of things obviously as a renter, especially if you're in a nice home, you have to keep up with the yard and all the things and we have regular handyman come and fix small things, but when stuff breaks, like when we had the massive freeze in Houston a couple of years ago and our ceiling basically fell from the sky in our kitchen and flooded, we didn't have to pay for that problem. It's a rental home. But we moved into this home three years ago and it was very – that time of my life was like this – it's funny because we always say the time of our life is like the craziest time, right? I'm feeling like now I'm like in this crazy refining moment. But I also felt like that three years ago because this June, exactly three years ago, we moved into this house from our tiny apartment. It was me, my boyfriend Josh our two kids, as you guys know, Bub, who is three, going on four this summer, and my bonus daughter, Addie, who is going to be nine this summer. We were in this apartment, which was a nice fucking apartment. Don't get me wrong. But it was the four of us, a brand new family, trying to figure out how this all worked. If you know my background story, you know that. 
Josh knocked me up on month two of dating and he already had a previous child. So we moved in together and met his daughter and started dating all in the same year. It was crazy and had a child together. It was like all the biggest relationship milestones we did in the matter of nine months. (laughs) Crazy. So that time of our life, it was a whirlwind of just newness. And I had started my business in 2019 feeling so risky. And I've been really just marinating in this story recently. I sent it to my newsletter this week. I've been just like in this story because it's just one of those, holy shit, we're here kind of moments. Like mama, we made it kind of moments. Like we're not on Fondren anymore, baby. <laughs> if you're a Houstonian, you know what goes down on Fondren. It's it's not as bad as Bissonette, but it's pretty damn bad. And when Josh dated me, when he first met me, I was living off of Fondren, working at the strip club, just a downright freaking crusty, musty <laughs> divorcee. And now we're here in the Katy suburbs. But regardless, <laughs> at that time, I had started my business in 2019. That was a huge risk in and of itself. I had just had a baby. I was leaving my barely my job that wasn't making any money, but it was security, right? I mean, I was working and I had insurance and all of that. I left the job to start this business. And it was the first time in my life I really started making money. And come 2020, that summer, we moved into our house. And it was insane because that was right during COVID. And I was pretty scared just in terms of like the job industry. But thankfully at that time, Josh was working a really great job that was not going to go anywhere during COVID, making good money. And I took that risk in my business thinking, okay, if this fails, I'll go back to doing what I'm doing. But for now it's working and it never stopped working. So come summer of 2020, we move out of our tiny two bedroom apartment, Addie and Bub, they're sharing a bedroom. It's a disaster. There's no room. We move out of this apartment and we get this house. And although the house is older, it's like a 2006, it's almost 3000 square feet. It's 2,600 square feet. If you if you live in Texas, you know we have great real estate market. So, amazing neighborhood, local, gorgeous in the terms of where it's at and just an older house, but going from that apartment to this house where we had space and I had my office, like this office right here, every great idea in the past 3 years was pretty much born in this house. Like my podcast was born here, the business ideas were born here. Like everything has happened in this home and it's feeling so nostalgic. And I will say like Josh and I had I can talk about this now being on the other side. I don't really talk about a relationship much on the podcast just because it's something I think it's something private to us, but we we had our rough patch and every couple goes through those seasons of roughness whenever they are. And I would say for us ours was definitely around 2021 that year we had our first kind of rough patch season and we made it through, but that journey with him was in this home and just seeing how we've come out and we've had so many moments in this house, like beautiful moments, sad moments, hard moments. I remember feeling anxious that my heart was going to be out of my chest upstairs in this house. But then we've had moments where it was like first birthdays and Christmas with bub. And it's, it's so crazy that now this place that we've been calling home is going to be no longer it. And I know that sounds so silly because it's like, duh, I've moved so much in my life. I'm not the kind of person who ever had a family home growing up. We moved like every year. So for me being somewhere for three years, it feels very monumental 
in a sense. Also because it's like where our family started in a sense. But it also has me feeling this sense of excitement because I've kind of mentioned here and you guys have been following this journey and I've been so it's been so fun being vulnerable here because so many of you have messaged me being like I'm on my own journey of like discovery and self-love and health and wellness and just discovering who I want to be and I think that's <laughs> honestly guys uh, aren't we all like about to be 30 I think most of my listeners are in that age if you're not 30 already you're probably already 30 and I feel like that's this like it's so silly saying it out loud it's like sex in the city but I definitely feel like I'm having that 30 year old midlife crisis in a good way and a bad way because in one hand I'm like I definitely want to have my Carrie Bradshaw moment but I also want to be young forever. (laughs) And I'm tired of things hurting when they're not supposed to hurt already. Regardless, I feel like I have, I feel like we all have these monumental chapters and they come in seasons. And for all of, I mean, it's different for all of us when those seasons are, and they're so dependent on our circumstances in life and what happens to us as well. But I feel like this sense of change is this new chapter because I also feel like for the first time in a while, I'm feeling the most uncomfortable and not in a bad way, but in a a sense of, okay, there's some serious responsibility. My business has really taken off in a way that I was (laughs) expecting, but also I guess not preparing for mentally. So I'm feeling a little anxious. But then I also have the podcast and now we're moving into a nicer home, which means more responsibility and financial responsibility and the kids are getting older. And and I, I feel like there's just this new sense of uncomfortability to make sure that I am doing the things I need to do. Again, not saying that I'm perfect whatsoever. I have a lot of learning to do, but I think being self-aware is the key. And I love that I've had so many guests on here that we talk about self-awareness, right? Because that really is the whole starting point in change and growth and new chapters. It's being self-aware enough to say, okay, like where am I at mentally? What can I take on? Where do I need to tighten up? Like even just thinking about a new house, thinking about financials, thinking about my job, thinking about responsibilities other than just being comfortable. And that's the cool thing of this like new chapter for us because I felt like I felt really comfortable where we've been. And I love that sense of push and change of I have to get uncomfortable to make shit happen, to stay consistent, to make sure I'm not getting complacent or to just keep getting better and keep growing. I think that's something that we've really focused on is always trying to figure out what is the next kind of goal? What's the next step? Even if it's baby steps, right? And I've talked about that so much with my, even with the alcohol journey, like what is the next step? If it's a baby step, if it's a big step, if it's a vision board dream, knowing that next step in your mind of where you're trying to get to is so, so important. That visualization. Who was I talking to recently? Someone was mentioning visualization and how... I don't know. This is this was terrifying. This is such a rant. Someone was mentioning visualization and how important it is, right? If you're, this is kind of that woo-woo manifesting, right? Everything works out for me. Manifesting, visualizing yourself in your in your with what you want to happen. But lately, I've been having this terrible anxiety that I'm going to die, 
And it's like in the weirdest place. <laughs> like I'm just terrified. I'm going to like slip and fall and break my neck or I'm going to get into a car crash. But then like, you know, uh, uh, like a, a car is going to fall off of the the highway and land on me. So I keep having these weird visualizations. And, you know, I read this, I don't know what it was, a blog and Instagram. It was like, your visualizations are your future predictions. <laughs> So like over here visualizing myself dying, I'm like, so is this predicting that I'm actually, you know, it's, 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 it's not good. I don't know. Again, it's like this 30 existential crisis I have going on. And at least I feel not alone because Reddit always comes to the rescue with the other threads of, Hey, does anyone else feel like you're excited, but also terrified and having anxiety about death when you're actually just 30? It's, it's fun. It's really fun. Anyways, moving on to the timeline of events here. We have 11 days and we're going to be moving. And I'm feeling also this sense of creativity. You know, when you get a new space and you get that fresh start, that there's new ideas and new life. And I've been mentioning this season of change as well for the podcast, but also with the business. And I think this was exact, like the timing of it was divine. These are the moments where I consider, I'm like, could it all be coincidence? Could I be just exaggerating in my mind? But I often do feel like this couldn't have been a more perfect time. We already knew our lease was coming up, obviously. But the fact that it's already May and this year, we have been kind of pruning both our family and our individual selves and myself. I feel like we've had this time to prune and really figure out with our jobs and with fitness and with where I want to go, now we have this ability to actually take all that pruning and turn it into the things we're envisioning. I don't know. I've just felt really inspired. And I, I think it's cool that it can be these little things in our lives that inspire us, whether it's a move, whether it's a career change, whether it's just a change of scenery, like changing your friends or changing the shit you do every day you know, changing up where you're going out to eat or what you do on a weekly basis, that change can sometimes be kind of those covers you need lifted to work on yourself, to realize what in your life is actually not doing yourself justice or what's not working for you or what maybe needs to be your place. So you have the room and the energy to grow into who you want to be. And I hope that's encouraging. Like I feel like I've had these seasons where seeing other people do really well felt kind of like, "Mm, that sucks. Like they're doing well, but why aren't I doing super well? Like, why don't I have those nice things? Or like, why can't I have a break or come up on something? And the more that I just allow myself to envision exactly what I want to happen. And the more I let things just be, like if things don't work out and me tell myself, you know what, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Like, yes, I'm going to have moments. I'm emotional. I'm dramatic. I'm going to have moments of I'm so upset or I'm sad or I'm happy or whatever, but allowing things to just be and understand that it's meant to happen the way that it's supposed to. And that timing will always be impeccable. And I've had to learn to let things roll off my shoulders a little bit. And I think that's the beautiful thing about having a partner that's like pretty different than you. And me and Josh are learning that the longer we're together because we're coming up on five years. And I'm learning more and more that while we are similar in some ways, we're more different than, than we are the same. And he's definitely helping me understand how to be more in the moment. And I think that's allowing me to just 
accept things and let things happen in life as they're supposed to and really relish in them too and not like get caught up in the next moment. I think that's something I am terrible at is I'm always thinking about, okay, what's next on the plate? What's the next thing? What's the next event? Where are we doing? Where are we going next? And with this next 10 days of us trying to move out of this house and pack while we're all completely slammed with work in our normal lives, I'm like, this is where exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to be in this moment right now, enjoying every, every feel and every vibe. And this next chapter is going to be incredible. And I hope that's the same case for you. And if it's not right now, I want to remind you, and I say this time and time again, you have control over your circumstances and your life and what you want to do. And sometimes it's not fun having to make decisions that are going to be the best decision for you. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it means cutting off people that you didn't want to cut off. Sometimes it means going places that you didn't want to have to go or doing things that you don't want to have to do and changing your habits. But being on the other side of that myself now and getting to live a life that feels so aligned with me, it's worth all of the hard stuff. It's worth it was worth my divorce, it was worth a year of figuring out who I was, it was worth getting pregnant at 23, it was worth the risks. Everything has been worth it, the hard stuff, the good stuff. Only because though I believed in myself and I I knew I could take chances on myself. Even one of the times when I didn't believe in myself, I'm like something out there was looking out for me. I just told Josh the other day I'm like the fact that I never got arrested or in serious trouble is insane. Although I will tell you a story. I've never told this story on the podcast, but one time I've told this story to plenty of friends. One time I was working at the club and it was a normal, a normal Saturday, Friday, kind of that early crowd, you know, a nice little happy hour crowd. I was bartending and a group of guys came in, they sat at the table and this girl goes over to them, a stripper, obviously, and goes over to these guys they have a conversation. The guys order a drink. It's chill. It's normal. Then the guys say, Hey, we're going to be right back. We're going to go get a smoke. We have like a, we had like a smoking outside patio kind of thing. Not really, but you could just smoke out there. They come back in full SWAT uniform, full SWAT guns, masks. I coming from the Woodlands, Texas, being this little white sheltered privileged girl am shitting my pants because I've never been in any trouble in my life. The most trouble I ever got in was I I said a bad word on Facebook one time. (laughs) I said dick on, on Facebook in like seventh grade and someone told on me and I got in trouble. So that was like the most trouble I'd been in. And this SWAT team fully came in and raided the club. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. So obviously like I was fine, but everyone had to show their IDs. All the strippers. Word of advice, never be at a strip club when the lights are on. Whether that means you're there too early or you're there too late, I promise you, you don't want to see anything that's going on when the lights are off with the furniture or the people that work there. Okay. Just, just keep my word on that. All the lights were on the guys in the club. It's like 5 PM. They're like, what the fuck? We're trying to like eat here. They're like, everyone get out. All the girls on the stage, those moments, that's not the only time things like that have happened. So I'm just like, you know what? There is, (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that story. The Diaries, The Stripper Diaries, The Tales of Fondren. That's the title of this freaking episode. I'm obsessed. Your girl's not on Fondren anymore, baby. We're up in Katy. We're in these suburbs. 
that's the end of this episode. Next week, I have some more fun topics for you. But this little solo episode update, I had to get out because all of you guys were celebrating with us as we shared the news. And I wanted to also remind you guys that we have episodes on YouTube. So you can now watch the episodes, including guest episodes on YouTube. If you like the pod, if you enjoy this new direction of our mental health episodes and our guest, you can head to Spotify and leave a little star, five star, leave a follow, subscribe. I don't know what all the things you can do. Just share. That's the best way to support the pod. And I'm excited to give you guys a new office tour because when we move into this house, I told Josh we are making a bomb recording studio for the podcast, for YouTubing. Hopefully Josh is going to have his own thing coming out. So I know you people who like to creep on my man, you can creep on him some more with his recipes. (laughs) Anyways, love you guys. I'll see you next week right here on Ironically Serious. Later. (laughs) 